Wax dripping, honey. What do you say? I got a brand new podcast that you'll want to play. It's Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by John Mariano, and for the third week in a row, Jeff Saunders. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? We're doing okay. I was waiting to see if Jeff was going to talk first. <laughs> I love it. I just throw it to both of you, and we'll see who talks first. That was fantastic. I, I, was, I was waiting my turn. I, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be a good guest. Last week, you made Jeff go first. I was waiting for Jeff to just take over the show again. Like he did last week. And uh, we rolled his die and came up with Ragdoll, which is a song that I imagine uh, once that episode airs, we might take some shit, John, because we didn't put it on the mixtape. Look, it happens sometimes, right? Like, there's some songs on uh, on the die right now that I, I don't think are going to make the mixtape, but they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you know Jeff puts the die together. I don't blame him. These are the songs Jeff likes. I want to emphasize these are Jeff songs, <laughs> and if some of them hit or don't hit, then you know we blame Jeff. I am responsible for one song <laughs> on the die. That's true. I, Last week, John kind of hijacked Jeff's die and put St. John on there. Uh, very cool song for permanent vacation. So the other songs Jeff put on the die are Pink, Loving an Elevator, Crying, Living on the Edge, and From Armageddon, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Jeff, explain yourself. Why is that on our dice tonight? All right. I'll, uh, since since John, John said he's taking responsibility for, uh, for his song being on there, I will take full responsibility for the Armageddon song being on there. Um, I, uh, th- there's just, I, I feel like with that song, um, it'll be like a beautiful train wreck if we have to listen to it. And, and sometimes that is a lot of fun, a lot of enjoyment, and, and, and I think uh, a lot of entertainment. So um, I'm kind of curious to see like what y'all exactly like hate about that song, mm-hmm. uh, because from what I remember of it, it's it's not a terrible song. It, it, maybe a cheesy song, but uh, I don't think it's like a terrible song. So I'm kind of curious to see like, uh, you know, where where the where your hate stems from. Well, you know what? We're maybe a tenth of the way uh, through our mission here right now, John. Um, we're going to have to cover this eventually. If it rolls tonight, I'm not going to be super upset because we're gonna have a third person to, to to talk it over with and to listen to it but i know whenever it comes up when i hit aerosmith on my itunes playlist i hit shuffle this song comes up it's an automatic skip so i haven't heard this song maybe since like 1998 yeah and, and i think part of it part of our hatred comes from how overplayed it was but it was in an era where we were overplaying aerosmith ballads and even if you're going to compare it to the aerosmith ballads Jeff, you threw two ballads on here mm-hmm. already. We listened to one of them in Crazy, mm-hmm. right? Crazy is outstanding next to this. Mm-hmm. Crying blows this out of the water. And the one that you forgot to put on, Amazing, even knocks, knocks this down a peg or two, right? So, so this is coming off of, the, coming off of the, the, the coattails of those three kick-ass ballads in the 90s. And it, 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 does, it, does, it doesn't reach their toes very true and you know uh where this song is never being requested 
on Pop Rock and Radio. Ken Knapsack's <laughs> Pop Rock and Radio, the big hits, album cuts, and B-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for live shows and make requests. Sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the Pop Rock and Radio community. Yep, yep. And if you're if you're a subscriber to uh, him on Mixcloud, you can make requests, and I know exactly what I'm going to request for you guys. <laughs> You know what? And Ken will probably play it too. So. <laughs> Here's hoping I'm too busy that night to catch this show. But what do you say, guys? We may not get this song. I'm still kind of hoping for crying. I'd be fine with Pink. I love loving an elevator. Really, any song but the one we've been talking about. What do you say? We give it a roll and find out what we get. Yeah, give it a give it a spin and and, and get St. John on there. All right, here we go. We're rolling the dice and we're coming up with. Oh, no! I don't want to miss a thing. No. <laughs> John is personally offended. Fuck you. Released in 1998, not even written by Aerosmith, written by Diane Warren, who all she does is write uh, sappy, uh, bullshit, paint-by-numbers love ballads. Um, it was their Aerosmith's only number one hit single from Armageddon, the album. Originally only supposed to be a radio-only single, but due to popular demand, Columbia Records... Uh, put out the song commercially. Uh, it hit number one, like I said, all over the world. It sold one million copies. Uh, Mark fucking Chestnut, who's probably a dude Jeff knows, covered the damn thing. Um, we're listening to it, John. How are you feeling? I feel like you just the words you just said put together meant Aerosmith didn't even want to put this out, but then they were forced to by popular demand. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like they were embarrassed by it, but here it is, guys, because you guys, you guys want it. But it, it's weird. Like uh, I'm, I'm reading a quote from Joey Kramer when he said, hmm. and I quote, "When I first heard it, it was just a demo with piano and singing. It was difficult to imagine what kind of touch Aerosmith could put on it and make it our own. As soon as we began playing it as a band, it instantly became an Aerosmith song. And I don't know if that's true because most of the band has nothing to do during this thing. It's Stephen on a piano." it's the vocal melody that, that kind of hooks everybody uh, there's not even really a, a big guitar solo or anything on it the band is really kind of secondary to the diane warrenness of this song i don't know i i mean let, let's let's take a minute to cleanse ourselves a little bit because i think <laughs> i think we're going into this maybe a little bit biased mm -hmm. and like i want to call out our bias right now and and we'll Let's give it a fair shake and and with an open mind that why 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 wouldn't it make the mixtape? It is a really popular song, right? That's true. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get rid of all your preconceived notions. Let's listen to it with an open uh, open mind, open hearts, and <laughs> let's we, check out. Sorry, go ahead, John. I was gonna say, can we can, can we forget that I audibly screamed no when it came up on the dice? <laughs> I'd like to, but I I can't cut it out. So it's there. It's on record for all to hear. So here we go. I don't want to miss a thing from 1998's Armageddon. I already hate this fucking song. No. <laughs> the big orchestral uh, intro. Uh, and it, it brings me back to what I think about this movie, which I, I got booed in the theater when I watched this movie because when uh, Steve Buscemi goes nuts in outer space and they, they say with a straight face, He's got space dementia. I fucking lost it. I couldn't stop laughing because that's maybe the <laughs> dumbest fucking line in movie history. And I got booed in the theater. 
So wait, wait, can, 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 we, can we pause the tape for a minute? Yep. Uh, um, so, so Jeff Corey and I bonded through a, 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 compared, a, a combined love of movies, movie trivia specifically, mm-hmm. but a combined love of movies. And that's where we met and, and, and you know, sh- shared a lot of our love of movies. And I love, along with these guys, some of the great movies of all time and some of the worst movies of all time. And we bond over those things all the time. My brother's two favorite movies on the planet were released in 1997. And one of them was Can't Hardly Wait, which isn't even my favorite of like that high school genre kind of stuff. Was that 97? It was 97. Wow. And, 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 and the other one was Armageddon. And to this day, those are my brother's two favorite movies to where I now share a love of movies with my daughters. And I've shown my daughter some really cool shit. And I show them Armageddon and I show them Can't Hardly Wait. And my daughters, you know, to their credit, like they cried, they got emotional during Armageddon. Things that I didn't feel they 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 felt. And I guess it because it's like the dad dies or whatever, right? right. Um I, I saw this Bruce Willis dying. It was a much different experience for me. Um I was I was upset for different reasons. The, the 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 girls on the other hand relate to this, but they don't even get it. Like our uncle, Uncle Anthony, I'm gonna throw my brother under the bus. I got a brother named Anthony. Uncle Anthony thinks that's the best movie of all time. Yes, he does. Wow. You know what? So does my wife. She loves disaster movies. Uh, Roland Emmerich is her filmmaking god. She loves 2012. Day After Tomorrow, I think, is her favorite movie, and she loves Armageddon. I think she was one of the people booing me. Because I still laugh whenever they look at Steve Buscemi and say he has space dementia. Because that's fucking stupid. I, I don't think so. I, I think that <laughs> that uh, I, I I think it came out later, but I think Armageddon is like a prequel, and and Steve Buscemi after the credits are over in Armageddon, the 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 space dementia comes back, and then he he ends up getting incarcerated, and that's why he's on that bus with Nicolas Cage. And then on that plane with Nicolas Cage uh, and right. a bunny. And, and I stand corrected. I, I was saying 1997, these movies came out in 98. Look, okay. it's, this isn't a movie trivia show. I just wanted to fact check myself because it was bothering me. But but this, look, this song is about as good as this movie. And I'm going to leave it with that. <laughs> All right. Break out your animal crackers, folks. Here we go. Where is the Aerosmith in this song? <laughs> We're only 13 seconds in and there's zero Aerosmith. We're only 13 seconds in. We are 13 seconds into the song. And Aerosmith, I know the 90s were a big era of orchestras and, and Metallica did some orchestra stuff. Dream On had an orchestra version, which I think we'll cover at some point and is much more Aerosmith than what we're getting right now. Um, even the orchestra is much more Aerosmith. This is this is a musical score that Aerosmith kind of plays around and behind. And you know what? When you listen to it, you don't even really hear much from the band, right? It's just Steven Tyler. Uh, Diane Warren said she originally envisioned like Celine Dion doing this song, right? She just wrote this lovely fluff piece that's going to get nominated for Oscars and stuff. And I think she was kind of surprised when it went to Aerosmith because this isn't really their jam. They, they do ballads with heart. And they do ballads that require talent to play, not this. 
and Jeff's already crying. So he remembers that scene where Liv Tyler is, you know, with her belly out and, and young Ben Affleck has the animal crackers and he's, you know, punching around her belly button with them. It's such a beautiful scene, isn't it, Jeff? I can tell you're weeping right now. I, I am on the inside. <laughs> well, it's her pregnant belly, though, and he's going to space to go die. He's not pregnant. He's going to go fight an asteroid or something, right? She's not pregnant, is she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's pregnant and he's going to go fight an asteroid. He's going to go fight the asteroid. I know that part because that's yeah, what I do. You send idiotic, uh, you know, hibbly drillers, no offense, Jeff, to, to go up no to an asteroid. To, I, take, I, I take offense to all of that because... Of course you do. You take offense to everything. Because dr drilling takes, like, serious engineering skills. Does it? Yeah, it does because, because there's so much crap you could hit in the Earth you got this is the about. Earth. It's an asteroid. But but what I don't get, yeah. But there are drillers on Earth, dude. Like they're drilling in the I ocean. Know. If they if they screw up, they're gonna pollute the ocean. You tell well, me NASA astronauts can't drill a drill a fucking hole into a space rock? No, no, no. I still don't understand why we train drillers to become astronauts, and we don't train astronauts to drill. Exactly. I do. I, I like that part of it. I I don't get. And you know what? My favorite part. I I actually have Armageddon, the Criterion Collection. It has a commentary track with Ben Affleck, and he says, "I asked Michael Bay, wouldn't it be easier to, to teach NASA astronauts how to drill than drillers how to be astronauts?" And Michael Bay's response was, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> and it's my favorite <laughs> moment of any commentary track of all time. <laughs> I think honestly, though, we're talking so much about this movie. At some point, we got to focus on the song. You know, if the song ever kicks yeah. in, we'll do so. <laughs> Let's go back to the orchestra. I think I just heard jo Joey Kramer like rattling, rattling the snare drum there. Did you? I, I heard like the military dun dun dun. I don't know if yeah. that was Joey or not, but I, I heard a horn. Ooh, a horn. Good. Yeah. I, I think we might, Joey might be the first appearance of any member of Aerosmith on the song. And we're 30 seconds in. What does that tell you? I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. While you're far away and dreaming. I could spend Oh God! I had to get that out. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this is this is Steven Tyler just jizzing all over himself, leaving the band behind right now. Yep, but I got I got I'm diabetic, I, and I can feel my blood sugar spiking from all the syrupy shit that we're listening to right now. I I, I think I think it's beautiful, man. <laughs> Jeff sitting there with a tear in his eye. Don't want to close my eyes. You're a beautiful I, soul. I, I think so far it's a, it's a pretty song, but but it, it it doesn't sound like an Aerosmith song. But but I want I want to listen to some more of it. All right, here we go. I could stay lost in this moment forever. And again, no moment, no member of the band. It's just Stephen and a piano with an orchestra behind him. One minute into an Aerosmith song, we've had zero Aerosmith. We've had we've had one fifth of Aerosmith technically. Yeah, technically, yeah. 
Good call. I, I'm not like super musically trained, but I thought I heard a guitar strum. Really? Uh-huh. And maybe it was a different instrument. I, I don't know, but I, I, I think Jeff one. might be right. There might be there might be a guitar like very, very, very like annoyedly playing in the background, like this is what I get to do right now. I think Jeff might be listening to a different song. Many years earlier than this, I think maybe 10, 10 years or so earlier than this, John Bon Jovi left Bon Jovi to try out solo stuff and very famously played the theme song to Young Guns 2. Which is an and, amazing album. Which is an amazing album. And it's only one member of Bon Jovi. And that song is infinitely more Bon Jovi with one member of Bon Jovi than this song is Aerosmith. And we're a minute into this Aerosmith song, and the whole band is supposedly there for it right now. You know, if you remember back to the crazy episode that we recorded earlier tonight, but two weeks ago for the people listening, uh, we mentioned how the band was kind of killing it underneath the chorus, right? Like we had Tom was doing some little bass noodling in there. Uh, Brad was killing it rhythm. Uh, Joe was, you know, getting ready for, you know, his guitar tone was amazing. We talked about Joey Kramer. The band might as well not even be there. Like th th this could be session musicians playing just this boring claptrap that they're going to throw on a movie and get nominated for an Oscar, which is Diane Warren's thing. She doesn't write memorable songs. She doesn't write good songs. She writes songs that, you know, are going to be a hit on FM radio and get nominated for Oscars. And that's what this is. It's not an Aerosmith song. It's a Diane Warren song. And that's a, my problem with it. It's a, it's a pop song. Yep. Is what you're saying. Yep. And that doesn't mean it's a bad song, but it's not our speed. We're fucking Aerosmith podcast. Exactly. But Jeff is sitting there bawling his eyes out, clutching his teddy bear. I can see him on the call. Loving this song. Uh, Jeff, you must disagree with everything we're saying. Oh, I don't know. Not totally. But but I, I, I think uh, what I'm hearing so far, it's a very pretty song. Uh, like I said, it it's maybe not an Aerosmith song. Uh, but I'm not hating it. Uh, I'm like, uh, I think that I might make this my new theme song for whenever I'm like binge watching something. Uh, and it's like, you know, three, four in the morning and, and I, my eyes are getting kind of droopy, but I want to squeeze in that next episode of, you know, the Mandalorian or whatever. And, uh, you know, I don't want to miss a thing. This is going to be my theme song when I, when I'm doing that. If you were still competing in movie trivia, would you use this as your theme song? Well, no, no, because it's not being played with a banjo. <laughs> not Hibbley Scribs. If this was Jeff Saunders competing in movie trivia. I, I might just to just to to just for the laughs. <laughs> that should tell you all you need to know about I don't want to lick your thing, which would have been a better lyric, by the way. That would have been a more There was a little bit of guitar there, John. Did you hear it? Mm -hmm. Do, yeah, and, the, 
I heard it. I almost want us to stop stopping the song just so we can get through it. I am stopping this thing every five fucking seconds. <laughs> this is going to be a two-hour show. I'm close to you Feeling your heart beating Remember, this is Steven Tyler singing to the guy fucking his daughter. No, that, that's the part that, that I have a hard time with. Well, well, well technically he's singing to the guy fucking uh, Bruce Willis's daughter. I guess if you're talking about the uh, universe of the movie, yeah. I'll... Yeah, no, I, I, my oldest daughter's fiance, I adore that young man, but I would not serenade him. <laughs> no, <laughs> you would get on the piano and start. Hey, when you're boating my kid, <laughs> he, he's he's a great guy. I, I love him, but I, I wouldn't sing a song like this to if him. If you're putting animal crackers in my daughter's belly button, uh... <laughs> I, I when I go visit them, I don't want to find any flipping animal crackers in the pantry my oldest daughter's 14 so i'm i'm in like anger mode right now like no that can be happening i understand yours is old enough to get married but john and i have younger daughters uh so our, our dander gets up a little bit over that john's now thinking about when his uh, oldest daughter starts dating we're not talking about this on the podcast for <laughs> you know she's gonna start dating pretty soon john this, this episode is going to be called John Quits the Show very soon. Wondering if it's me or then I kiss your eyes. How gross is it that he kisses her eyes? Like, Jesus, kiss her lips, you fool. I So so I alluded to on an earlier episode when we did Crazy that my first girlfriend and I... Um, did that when this song came out i had a, a different girlfriend because times change yep. and it was a, a few years later and she was very much into what she called butterfly kisses and she would do it where we kissed each other's eyelids and it's the weirdest fucking thing but sometimes when you're going out with a really hot girl you do the things that she asked you to do mm -hmm. so that's what i did um looking back on it i, I felt like a deranged person but you do <laughs> you know like i maybe, maybe that's what happened here is that diane warren was dating somebody and either they or she was very much into these butterfly kisses kissing other people's eyelids and to me that's just weird uh, well Jeff, but it, in the kisser? in the lyrics it doesn't say anything about eyelids is it like eyeballs is that what you're thinking that's what that's what i'm reading <laughs> is there, and, then I and i've never eyes. i've never tried that uh, i think it'd be kind of weird but I don't know. Didn't you put ass there? Like, did I kiss your ass and I thank God we're together? Like that? No, it doesn't say brown eye. It just says eyes. But I'd, I'd rather kiss somebody's ass than somebody's eye. Jesus, that's gross. <laughs> and thank God we're together. And I just want to stay with you in this moment forever. Forever and ever. I don't want to cry.
I'm reading some of these kind of reviews of this song, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to see if you guys agree. Songwriter Diane Warren weaves her magic again with a bombastic power ballad from the Armageddon movie soundtrack. It perfectly suits Steven Tyler's sleazy vocals as the track moves towards its string-soaked conclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I agree with all of that because none of that mentions the rest of the band. Yep. The, what, they're, what they're saying is Diane Warren wrote a pop hit and paired it with Steven Tyler's vocals. And that's and, and Steven Tyler's vocals and strings and everything mentioned in that I think is 100% accurate. Now, the right? other review I'm reading here, and I want to throw it to Jeff first, uh-huh. uh, comparing it to Steven Tyler impersonating Brian Adams. I'm assuming meaning the uh, Robin Hood song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you kind of get that comparison, Jeff? I, I, I can kind of pick up on that vibe. I mean, I like I've said since we started listening to this thing, I think it's a pretty song. Um, I it I agree with you guys. You don't really hear hear much of the band in there other than, than Steven Tyler. Um, but yeah, yeah, it kind of has that that kind of movie soundtrack ballad vibe to it. Um, I, and I, I totally I can totally appreciate like the sentiment of the of the lyrics. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I I think a lot of us kind of came came of age kind of in the in the in the 90s or or right there before, or right there after, you know, and uh when when I'm listening to this when I'm listening to the song, I'm not really thinking about like, you know, redneck oil drillers going to an astronaut to save the world. I'm kind of thinking about, you know, this, this is a song that like, if I were enlisted and signed up uh, to one of the armed forces and I was heading over to the middle East, uh, like, like a lot of young men and women did during, during and around the time this song came out, this would probably be a song that, that I would kind of latch on to uh with with the with the sentiment in the in the in the lyrics and the story that it's telling um is it a, is it a great aerosmith song I, I i don't know i mean we'll 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 cross that bridge at the end if 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 we all haven't crossed it already now if you're compiling a mixtape of the greatest like songs from movies like movie mm-hmm. hits would this be on your your like 18 track mixtape of greatest movie hits I'd have to think about that. I mean, it would be pretty close to the bottom of the list okay. if it is on there. How many Kenny Loggins songs am I allowed to put on that? Unlimited. Yeah, I think that would be most of the list. There's at least four, right, that you got to put on there? Like, it's Kenny fucking Loggins. Why are we doing a Kenny Loggins podcast is what I'm wondering right now. <laughs> well, well, we were doing an Aerosmith podcast to kick ass. Um, this is listed as an Aerosmith song, but I would argue that Walk This Way that we're, by Run DMC, which we're not covering, right. is immensely more of a, a Aerosmith song than the Aerosmith song that we're forced to cover tonight. Amen. I agree 100%. And I'm even looking at this Stephen Tyler person thing, Brian Adams. I'm like, if I was doing a Brian Adams mixtape, would I put everything I do on that? I don't think I would. Right? So we were talking about Aerosmith, which has like, 10 times the discography of Brian Adams. You know, does a song like this belong on there? Gosh, it's it's going to be tough to convince me otherwise. Jeff's got his work cut out for him. Let's keep going. Just 
By the way, I just want to point out, my wife is downstairs right now. She can't hear the song, but she can hear me commenting on it. I guarantee you I'm not getting late tonight because I'm <laughs> trashing. I don't want to miss a thing. I just wanted to point that out. I'm in the same boat as you boys tonight. Yeah, we're, we're single. Neither one of us is getting late tonight, dude. <laughs> I know. Now all three of us are in the same boat. I think this song gets a lot of its cred from people because Stephen is singing the shit out of the song. He really is. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Absolutely. Like it, you can't deny what the work he's putting in. Yep. My problem will remain to be that the the rest of the band, when they do show up, are getting buried in the production of the song. What are Joe and Brad doing at this point? Because I don't hear any guitar. I don't even really hear any bass. I can hear drums, obviously. But I hear a lot of strings. I don't hear the guitars at all. Eating animal crackers? Maybe. This is one of the greatest guitar bands of all time. And we don't hear any guitars on this song. That should tell you all you need to know about. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lick your thing. I, I say that because it makes Jeff smile every time I say that. It really does. I, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying y'all dogging the song. Uh, I, I'm going to reserve like my... my uh, uh, my opinion till the end of the the till the song's over but uh i'm enjoying everything y'all are putting out (laughs) all right we got a minute 23 left let's see if we can get through it you talked about steven tyler singing the shit out of that that seemed unnecessary in this type of song you don't want to be hitting the steven tylerism on on that dream of you line right there right like that i i I vehemently disagree with you it's the only thing keeping me remotely invested in the song right now (laughs) like like you're like oh let's let's take out the the one member of aerosmith really carrying the load on the song right now or tone him down a little bit because it doesn't belong in this type of song look the only reason why i remotely give a shit about the song right now is steven tyler overemphasizing every note that he has going on remember we're not listening to an aerosmith song we're listening to a diane warren song no it's an aerosmith podcast it's on aerosmith albums so we count this as an aerosmith song so there's only one member of Aerosmith really forced to do anything, and he's just trying to carry the load of five right now. I think I heard Joe. Where? I missed him. I, th- I think he. I, 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 I think he's harmonizing in the background with the rest of the band. I think that's what they're doing right now. I don't even think he's harmonizing. I don't even know if he was there that day. I'm trying, I man. He just went in. I just cut this on his own. 
I, I I am trying to milk a cow, and you gave me a neutered bowl to try and get the milk out of. You know what? Watch uh, <laughs> one of the Aerosmith later live shows, like Rock Stoddington, or, or the special they did on Andy, where they do this song. The band is bored out of their fucking mind because they don't have to do anything. When when they do this, when they do this, like uh, as part of their live set, does it have the orchestra and everything? Nope. No, so the the band's actually doing that part. I, I would, I would, I'd, I'd be curious to to hear what that sounds like. You know, what? maybe I'll try and bring up a live cut after this. But uh, let's keep going with this song. Yeah, there is a band harmonizing there, and 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 more importantly, I've brought this up for um, Ragdoll when we discussed it. Um, the triangle is doing extra work right now. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I don't want to miss a thing. A Diane Warren song featuring Steven Tyler from the Armageddon soundtrack. Oh, we accidentally started playing a good song. We can't have that. Uh, that was actually the beginning of Angel Eyes from uh, Charlie's Angels uh, way back in the day. So we'll cover that someday. But tonight we're talking about I Don't Want to Lick Your Thing. Um, you got you, Jeff, you mentioned you kind of wanted to hear what it sounded like live. Mm-hmm. Let's play a little bit of I Don't Want to Lick Your Thing uh, live from Rockin' the Joint. Here we go. Starts off nice, right? With a piano. You said he plays with the band on this track. Well, we'll let, let's wait until the band actually kicks in, and then we'll see what they're doing. They sped up the tempo because they're just trying to get yeah. through this track. <laughs> you think that's what it is? <laughs> no, totally. Like they sound bored out of their minds. Like let's just play anything else right now. Hundred percent, I agree with you. And if you watch the video of this performance, that is they look bored. Like even Stephen, like this was their number one hit. Walk this way never hit number one. Sweet emotion never hit number one. Crying crazy amazing never hit number one. This is the song that did it. They're only number one single and they're barely playing on it yep it's what you call a paycheck 
Yep. I tell you what, worked out for them. And yeah. now, you know, they, they still got to play it live. Uh, you you kind of go back. Um, how many, I, I was, I was looking, uh, the last show we did was ragdoll. How many times do you think Aerosmith has played ragdoll in their uh, history? Oh, I, I would have no, no clue. 912 times since 1987, 88, they've played ragdoll. How many times do you think they've played? I don't want to lick your thing. 554. And that song came out significantly later uh, than ragdoll. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a 10 year gap between the songs releases. Yeah. Literally a 10 year gap. Yeah. Good call. And 500 times they've had to play this thing. So I, I get it. Yeah. You're speeding up the tempo to get through it before you can get to the songs that are actually fun to play. This doesn't seem like that much fun to play. Well, and, and to their credit, like they didn't write the song, right? Like they want to play the stuff they wrote. Um, I'm sure because they're that kind of band. They're not the band that plays other people's hits. They, 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 they do have a couple of covers, but those covers are songs they that inspired them, right? This is even the type of song that inspired Aerosmith, right? Right. So the question becomes, does I Don't Want to Lick Your Thing deserve a spot on the playlist? And if so, what is it taking off? I want to throw this to Jeff. <laughs> and I want to put it on Jeff that if Jeff thinks it makes the mixtape, I want him to nominate a song to come off. Okay, right, that's fair. Yeah, that's you fair. Can see, you can see what's on the mixtape right now uh, in this column right here. These are the 18 songs we have on there right now. So, Corey, while, while Jeff Mulls is over, do you want to just review what is on there so people know what's in danger of falling out of favor because if I don't want to miss a thing? Absolutely. Uh, the songs currently on the mixtape are Sweet Emotion from A Little South of Sanity, Shut Up and Dance, Let the Music Do the Talking, No More, No More, Chip Away the Stone, Nobody's Fault, The Other Side, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Rats in the Cellar, Permanent Vacation, Janie's Got a Gun, Moving Out, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Seasons of Wither, Crazy, Sick as a Dog, Eat the Rich, and Mommakin. Jeff, if you were going to put I Don't Want to Lick Your Thing on there, what are you taking off? So if, if I were going to put it on there, yeah, the one I would take off, just because I know it's going to come off at some point, is, is, is the, the Coney Island song. Because I know at some point when John's true theme song shows up, it's going in that spot. So that's a big if. Uh, with 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 the song that we listened to tonight, um, I'd like to tell I'd like to tell a little story, I guess. Okay. So so I mentioned earlier that kind of like the the lyrics to the song uh, kind of tell this 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 story this this idea you know of someone going out to make a big sacrifice for those that he loves. And, and that was my reason for putting that song on the dice tonight, because I knew if I was going out, I wanted to make a big sacrifice for you two gentlemen that I love dearly. I did not want y'all to have to suffer through this song by yourselves. Uh, I wanted to be here with you to, to help you through it. Uh, now, the song, I, as I, I've said over and over again, I think it's a pretty song. I think it's a beautiful song. Um, John mentioned earlier that, that uh, Steven Tyler sings the hell out of parts of it. Um, so I can't take it away from folks that, that like the song. But with what little 
bit I I know uh, or what few Aerosmith songs I really know and and like, uh, this doesn't really fall in into into that crowd. Uh, I I really just wanted to to put this on there so that so that you guys would not have to go alone uh, and face it on your own. So this was this episode tonight is us up in the heavens drilling the hell out of an asteroid to save the planet. Well, I appreciate your sentiment, Jeff. My goal was uh-huh. to troll the f- fans and the listeners of our podcast for 300 episodes. <laughs> and at the very end of the podcast to never play this song <laughs> on the podcast. Oh. To just at the very end, like, oh, we're going to get to it. Oh, we're going to get to it. And then just end the podcast. Oh, well, you didn't tell me that, or I, I wouldn't have put it on the dice. Well, now you, you spoiled it, but I could share it with everybody else. <laughs> that, 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 that ship is sound. So here we are confronted with, is it going to make the mixtape? I, I would say it does not need to be on this mixtape. <laughs> okay, so that's one vote for no. Uh, John, what's your vote? I, I I almost wanted to do something slightly controversial here, so that way I'm putting the onus on you again, Corey. But I can't even fake this. Like, <laughs> this is barely a fucking Aerosmith song, man. Like, I get it's their biggest hit, but where the fuck is the band, man? A lot of tears. Kind of hard for me, but I'll get over it. You know, tonight was kind of hard, but I'll get over it. Can you do me a favor? We're going to do something that we don't normally do here but because we have jeff and he's wrapping up a three episode stint with us um can you play jeff the opening licks to my theme song so you can hear some real aerosmith on the way out now which one saint john or yeah saint john saint john John. absolutely i can do that for you my friend oh boy oh boy one two one, two, two, two. Oh, wow. I, I do want to lick that thing. Yeah! <laughs> was there? Give it everything I have. All right. Let's not, let's not, let's not give away the, the whole song to everybody. But infinitely more Aerosmith. And how many seconds did you play of that, Corey? 24. 24 seconds. We got more than how long is I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's too long. Five uh, hours. Yeah, five, four, four minutes. Yeah. Four, four minutes, five minutes long. Right. Jeff. Yeah, I, 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 I really was digging that. That was some good stuff. Yeah, that 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 is for another night. And one that I'm going to force feed onto it, mainly because I'm, I'm the namesake or it's my namesake mm-hmm. or however namesakes work but also because it's just a fucking cool song. It's a great track. Chock full of that that Aerosmith stank. Are you Tony's stank? That's the one. And put some stank on it! That's right. That's what we want on an Aerosmith podcast, not weepy fucking uh, uh, drillers going <laughs> off into space, getting space dementia, having explosions in space where fire can't exist because there's no oxygen, uh, angry Russians, Asteroids made of glass. Just every goddamn idiotic thing you can think of to put in a movie, they put in that movie. Uh, I don't like the movie. I don't like the song. It's, a great, it's, a, it's a great cast. 
And much like the band with that song, the cast is given a screenplay and, 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 and a film that's not worthy of it. <laughs> Great call. And we're going to, we're going to mm-hmm. end the show on that note, John, uh, Jeff, where can the folks find you online? You got anything you want to promote here tonight? Uh, nothing, nothing in particular, but you know, I, I do have, uh, some hillbilly scribes content out there, uh, on both the YouTubes and on the podcasts. Uh, and you can find those on the, the feeding the monster, uh, podcast feed and the feeding the monster podcast, YouTube channel. Awesome. John, anything you want to uh, promote here tonight? Yeah. You can find me burying my head in the sand, like an ostrich hiding from that song for the next week or two. I hear you, my friend. Uh, if you want to hear some good tunes, uh, uh, me and Mark Meyer are doing a Van Halen podcast. Uh, you can catch us there and the podcast will rock. Normally, we'll have great tunes on this show, too. We got this one off the die, John. It's out of there. We don't have to talk about it ever again. I don't want to lick your thing. Did not make the mixtape. Um, we're going to bring a, a good track next week. Unfortunately, I don't think Je- uh, Jeff's going to be here, though. Uh, thank you very much, Jeff, for joining us for this little uh, three-episode stint. It's been a lot of fun having you. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thanks thanks for inviting me to, to tag along for a few weeks. It's an open invitation. If you ever want to come back, pick better fucking songs. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. In fairness to Jeff, Rag, Ragdoll is a good song. It just yeah. wasn't a good enough song. Yeah. Right? Um, Crazy was a great song, and, and we acknowledged it was overplayed. It still made the mixtape. Absolutely. Being overplayed. Yeah which shows the power of the song, okay? More overplayed is I don't want to miss a thing. And look, say what you will, the song, if you enjoy the song, more power to you. But you cannot sit here and argue with any of the three guys on this podcast right now that this is actually an Aerosmith song. And Jeff, who who, who, who we're going to turn very quickly into an Aerosmith fan through this podcast, Right, and we're gonna catch him up quickly. Is gonna learn very quickly how little of an Aerosmith song this actually is. Well said, my friend. And on that note, uh, we'll say on behalf of John Mariano and Jeff Saunders, my name is Corey Marsha. Thank you for listening to us tonight. And as always, let's give the final word to one Stephen Tyler. 